We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, in case you missed it, we just did a class on Google Business Profile that went amazing. It was really good, and we're actually going to do it again. Because we get that right now everything is crazy expensive. Uh, yep. And so we've been really trying to focus on things that you all can do that are cheap or nearly free. Setting up your Google Business Profile is free. Yep. And we do have a free download for that if you haven't done it yet. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll link to that because setting up your profile is free. So that's your very, very first step. So we've got, like I said, a free download for that. But then once you set up your profile, there is ways to optimize it so you can rank even higher and you can do even better using this free tool because most people search on Google. Mm -hmm. That I don't remember the stat on it, but it's like 80 some percent. Yeah, it's like 86% of people search. Search on Google. Yep. So why not use this? There is a fee for the class, but it is 50 bucks. Yep. It's, it's not expensive because we want you all to be able to rank on Google using this tool. So like I said, we've done the class once. It went over so well. We're going to yep. do it again. It's going to be on March 13th. Yes, I March 13th. Uh, it's in the evening, 6 p.m. Central. So if you are interested in how you can use this free tool to rank even higher, get found online. And especially it's, it's for local rankings, especially if you've got somebody who's Googling, you know, landscaper near me, you want to be, if not the first, <laughs> definitely the at the very, three. very yep. top of that. And we get into the nitty gritties of all of us in that class. So if you don't have a Google business profile yet, get our free download and get that set up because you will need that set up in order to fully take advantage of the class that we are going to have on March 13th, because yep. we want you all ranking higher on Google. Yeah, definitely check it out. We had people like raving about it. One person reached out and said, thank you. You know, we're going to save a bunch of money because he's actually hired somebody else to take care of this. And we showed him how simple it was. And now he's going to take care of himself. And you can absolutely do this. Yeah, it's Don't be simple. intimidated because Scott is actually the one that knows how to do all this. And I like know a very small amount about it. And so I'm on the, <laughs> I attend the classes as well. And so I ask all the questions. So don't ever be afraid <laughs> if you do attend live, ask questions in the chat. We will answer all of the questions because I ask questions that Scott is probably rolling his eyes at, but guess what? He knows how to do it and I don't. And so I just like to make sure it's really clear. So if you've never messed with anything like that, don't be afraid. Just show up. We'll get your questions answered. Use this amazing tool. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very affordable workshop, guys. You're going to get so much out of it. We share a bunch of bonus videos afterwards and handouts and stuff. So it's definitely, definitely worth the money. So absolutely go to milliondollarlandscaper.com. There'll be links for it all yeah, on there. Yeah. GBPworkshop.com or GBP workshop, I should say. So You're, million you dollar just boogered that milliondollarlandscaper.com forward slash GBP workshop. Workshop. Yes. Not, not to that was 
I don't know what he was talking about. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> All right. Well, What's this our kinda, episode on today? Yeah. So this kind of ties into what we're going to talk about today. So, you know, go, using Google Business Profile is about getting more customers. And that's our ultimate goal is get more customers, get more leads, and get more business. But once you get those leads, you have to have some kind of process, some kind of flow that you're going to gather them and then put them through your system and go do the estimate or, you know, get them well, you to want become to a make customer. The process of getting a bid estimate, whatever you want to call it, of working with you as seamless and easy as possible. So if you already have a well thought out process for this, it's going to make it not only easier for you, but it's going to be a more enjoyable experience for your customer. Yeah. And one of the stats we looked up actually says businesses with a standardized sales process see up to a 28% increase in revenue. So 28% increase in revenue just by having this process in place. And the more you use it, the more refined it's going to become and the better it's going to be. Well, it becomes better. like a little well-worn path. You it know, is. when you go on a hike, you can tell where the paths are mm -hmm. because they're well-worn. And that's what you want to happen in your business. You want a very well-worn path of this is when customers uh, first engage with us. This is how we collect their information. This is how we go forward. This is how we get the job. This is how we do everything. That way, everybody knows what's going on. Like I said, it makes it easier for you. You're not scrambling around, like trying to remember things. And oh my gosh, where did I put that? I forgot. I don't know. Did they get a call back? I don't remember. Exactly. That, I, I actually <laughs> call it a roadmap in here. And it's like a roadmap. And you may have heard people call things like sales funnels. And you know, it looks like a funnel and it gathers people in. Same and thing. It. I like to think of it more of an hourglass shape because we gather their leads in, we refine them down, we get them down and they become a customer, but we're not done there. We still want to reach out. And this is part of the process. And I'll go through that a little bit today because it's a whole continuous process. Even after they become a customer, we want to do things to increase revenue through them, to reach back out to them, to get more business out of them. So to me, a funnel ends and that stops and that's it. We should not be thinking customers as like a one-off type of service. Sometimes they are, but there's things I think you can do to resell to them and to get more money out of every customer. So again, we want to think about everything that we do with our customers as a sales process. And we want to look through the eyes of the customer when doing this. Think about them more so than thinking about what you need to do on your back end. Well, you still need to do all that well, you on do. the back end for you, do, you. But you need to look at everything through the eyes but of the customers, how they are seeing it, how do it's the going things to, for yeah. the customers. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to have things in, in place of of how you speak to the customer. So we'll start off, you know, the customers searching for you. They're searching for you on, on Google Business. They on, find on, your Google they they find find your Google's Google Business, business account. And you know, they they search you up. Well, then how do you collect that information? How do they get in touch with you? Do they go to your website? Do they call you? Do they fill out a form? You know, whatever it is, you need to think about this. How do you want people to come through? And you can have multiple starting points. Don't get me wrong. You can have a form on your website. They can call you, whatever it is. But each one of those should be its own funnel or their own path that they're going down. So they call you. What information are you collecting from them? You know, whoever's answering the phone, do they have a process, a script that they go through every single time, you know? That way, all the information is collected yep. because whether it's you or you have a designer or whoever the information goes to next, then they won't be irritated that whoever yep. took the call didn't take down all yes. of the information. Yes. We have lived this life. <laughs> I don't how many times, you know, your dad or somebody would be getting mad because, oh, why didn't you ask this? Why didn't you ask that? It's mm -hmm. because the person who's answering the phone, they might not know and or they might just forget. And so if it's not a well-worn process or if it's not written down, Maybe they just didn't know that on that certain type of job, well, this is what you need to ask. Mm -hmm. And so have a process for it. That it just saves a whole bunch of hurt feelings and grumbling because it will get done with the information that you actually want. The other thing too, when you're doing that, 
is you can pre-qualify that customer by asking the right questions to see if what they want to do fits in line with how much their budget is. Or if you even do that type of work, you know, there's no point in going out and visiting somebody to do an estimate and they don't even do that type of work. So part of this funnel that we need to be going through, this process we're going through, we need to ask questions, ask the appropriate questions and go through that. To me, that's the first part. We're catching that person, catch them through either Google and then through phone call or through a form on your website, whatever it is that we need to think about that and how they go through it. So they do as a form. Again, what questions are you asking? How are you collecting pictures or are they emailing this to you? How, how is this getting sent to you? That's the first part because everybody has something different, whether you reach out to the customer personally and say, hey, Mrs. Smith, you know, just I know we have a meeting set up for this time or we need to set up a meeting, whatever it is, we need to figure out some kind of path from there and, and what process are going to go through there. One of the things we teach inside our program, we just did this a few months back. We taught this whole sales process is before you even go out. And this is more for landscaping type work, not necessarily like a mowing service, but you can relate to this. You can add some stuff to this. But if you're going to go out to visit somebody for like a landscaping project, hardscaping project or something like that, you may want to provide some value before you even go out to do that estimate. And what I mean by that is creating some kind of email sequence that goes out to that person to let them know what to expect when you arrive there, what to expect throughout the whole process, who's going to be out there, you know, and asking more questions, get more information. You can also send them information. So if it's to meet with them about a waterfall, water feature, talk to them about things they need to think about with a water feature. You know, there's, there's tons of different things, but you need to have some path, something that they go through every single time. Again, we're being consistent with this. So this happens every single time. Now you might tweak it, you know, you find this didn't work out so well or whatever, they didn't like it. But again, we're thinking of this, this roadmap, like Katie said, that they're going to go through. And then once you get on out there to their site, what questions are you going to ask? What is the process that you go through and how do you go about doing it? Again, we need to think about every single step. And I always recommend that you write this stuff down. You should have this kind of planned out. And when you do this, like Katie said, it's happening over and over. The cool thing about it is you can improve on it. So if your sales aren't doing so great, your close ratio isn't that great. What did I do wrong? You know, what did I, what, what could I have done well, different? What didn't go well? Yeah. What's, and, and you what can, can change I do better a, to improve uh, it? Yeah. yeah, you can change part of that. And you can even ask the customer, you know, after, you know, they say they're not interested. Well, mind me, mind me asking, why didn't you go with us? And they might fill you in there. Well, I didn't, they may not have felt comfortable with you. They didn't think you could have done a good job, whatever it is. Okay, well, can you take from that? So having this path going through every single step allows you to not only get better, but to close more sales. So then, you know, you give the customer an estimate and they say, well, I got to think about it or, you know, give me some time. I need to talk to my spouse or whatever it is. They say there should be some kind of process after that you follow up because there's a lot of businesses don't do this. They don't follow up with the customers and that's terrible. Just because they didn't say yes right then and there doesn't mean they don't want it. Maybe they thought it cost less than what it did and, you know, they weren't sure about that or now there's something else that you brought up that they weren't aware of. So what is your follow-up process? And again, is that through emails? Is that phone calls? Whatever it is, you need to have some kind of process that you go through and make sure it makes sense for that customer. You're not going to call them up afterwards and, and, you know, address some issue that they didn't even think of or bring up. You know, if their objection was money, you're not going to bring up something else about it. So you have to think about this whole flow, this whole roadmap that you guys go through. And again, when you start doing this, it helps you improve the close ratio, improve your sales ability. And that's, to me, one of the big things with it. Now, when you're doing this, one of the best things you can do is having some kind of software to help you track all this. 
because when you start doing this, you're going to have, you know, this person, this person, this person you're reaching out to. You need to figure out where they're at and keep all that information straight and organized. And having some kind of tool like a CRM or I used to use a, a spreadsheet for a long time. We had a spreadsheet that we used to track where that customer's at. But you need to have something in, in place that you can track where this customer is, where this customer is at. You know, oh, I need to follow up with this customer on this date. And Having by where they're at, you mean where they're at in the sales process. Yes. Are they at the I still need to return the call phase? Yes. Are they at the I return the call, but they didn't answer phase? Mm-hmm. Are we at the they've already approved, you know, um, a time, but we just have to get out their phase. That's what he yeah. means by where they're at. And not uh, like what city they're in. Yeah, sorry. But a CRM software is excellent for this. And we've done other podcasts on CRM because I have some mixed feelings on what people think a CRM is. A CRM should be something that allows you to figure out, like I said, where they're at in the sales process and track it and put your notes and stuff like that. It's just not a place that you put the customer's name and information in. That's it. That's not a CRM. That doesn't do it. A CRM should help you with the sales process. So having something like that there's tons of different ones that you can make them an Excel spreadsheet, whatever it is, just have something in place. I can't say that enough. And then just a couple of things when you're out there talking to the customer, you're talking to them on the phone, listen more than you talk. You know, they feed you a lot of information. I mean, this is something I know I did early on because part of it is because I didn't know and I was nervous or whatever, was I would talk and talk and talk and tell them all the benefits and all this great stuff about whatever we were doing for them or could do for them. But I wasn't always listening. So sometimes stepping back and listening to what they have to say is, is very important because you can jot that down and, you know, you hear that they have a concern about this. Okay, well, then you can go back and address that concern. Yes. Well, and then you can use their own words back at yes, them. That's, if you're at, like, say that the water feature, you know, then they're like, I like to hear the bubbly, ripply sound of water. Then when you're tr- when you're selling them on it, you can be like, oh, and it's going to give you that bubbly, ripply sound. Like, Just use their own words back at them because that shows that you're listening and you know that those are the words that click in their mm-hmm. brain as what they want. If you're like, oh, it's going to give you the splish, splashy squish. They're like, well, I don't want the splish, splashy yeah. squish. I want the ripply, whatever I said. Yeah. And so it's just it's little things like that that you can pay attention to that will make the difference in your sales. And one of the things through this process is when you're listening to them about certain things, if you hear a concern, and even if you don't know how to address it or you do address it, they still might have that little concern back in their head. So part of your sales process could be the follow-up where you send them some kind of information, some educational material or something like, we did a lot of water features. We always had the concern of algae, how to treat the algae. So I can send them a video, you know, on how to treat the algae or how to combat it or whatever it is, because we're educating. And then they're like, oh, it's not so bad. You know, and it's all about listening what they have and then tailor that follow-up message with, with that customer uh, on, to address some of those issues. So. Yeah, because you'd hate to lose out on a sale for something as minor as algae on your water feature. <laughs> like that's, yeah. it's easy to fix. It'd be terrible to lose a sale over that. Yeah. But again, we need to think about everything that we do from the point the customer's searching for you, whether it's a, you know finding you through a Facebook ad, Google ad, website, Google business, whatever it is, all the way through to you know, the customer signed the contract. We've gone out there, we've done the job, and now we can still continue this process. Like I said, afterwards, like I said, think of like an hourglass because now we can send them emails every regularly like about educating about that product or service that you did for them. And then you can also let them know other services that you do. Like maybe they don't know you do lawn maintenance or fertilization or something like that. Whatever it is, 
you can educate them on this stuff and follow up with them because again, if we can sell them more, we increase the revenue per customer, which is very important. But you really need to, again, think about the whole process. Think of it from the customer's eyes of like how you want to receive the material, how you want to be addressed, how they want to be addressed. And I would recommend talking to somebody about this. Share somebody outside of your realm that, listen, does this make sense to you? And, you know, throw that idea around because it's, again, if we're not consistent with it, that's where we start losing customers. We can't make adjustments because we're just, let's try this this time. Let's try this this time. We have no way to track it. And having this process written out makes it that much easier. And this is what we did inside our academy. We actually had like a 30 some page document, which supplies you like the exact step by steps. We give you the scripts, we give you phone scripts, text scripts, all that stuff, what to say, how to say it, just to get you going. Because sometimes we just don't know, you know, we, many of us got in this business because we know how to do the work. Not so great at selling sometimes, or we, you know, we're okay. It's a learned skill. I wouldn't beat yourself up if you're new at it or just starting. It's one of those things that you just have to go out and do it and mm-hmm. do it and do it and do yep. it some more and you'll get better as you go along. Yeah, well, and then it's just always learning, 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 reading books and going to sales conferences and sales classes and stuff. There's all kinds of them. It's all well, about Well, just this, remember, so. these people wouldn't have gotten a hold of you if they didn't want to purchase something. Because yes. I know some people get kind of all like ooey gooey in their feels about selling. Yeah. But if these people didn't want something, they would not have contacted you. Exactly. And so- it's okay. You're fine. Like nobody wants to come off like scammy or anything. And I don't, I don't think you're going to, when you think through your sales process, it'll show that you have a level of professionalism. Mm -hmm. Like when you're ready for their questions, when you're ready for that next thing, when you can explain to them, okay, well, once we sign paperwork, now here's what you can expect. You know, the designer's going to get a hold of you or the secretary or like, or whatever your process is like here, here's the expected next steps. Just showing that you've already thought that through shows you have a level of professionalism that others that haven't thought this through aren't going to have. And even uh, something you just said popped in my head, you know, after you sold the project to the person, let them know what's going to happen when the crews show up. Well, how is that process going to go that we're going to go tear this out? Like I always told people we're doing a bigger water feature. It's going to look like a bomb has gone off because we're digging. It is a big muddy hole mess until it's going to look ugly before it looks good. Yeah. So (laughs) just be patient. You know, there's a process and here's what to expect. Letting them know, because that's the huge thing. If we don't know what's going to happen next, well, right. what's going on? Like, and if you are a couple of weeks or even a month out on your work, please just let them know. Yes. And I only say this because I, my, my filter is my sister, Carrie, who I referenced more than once in our podcast, but she always thinks that contractors have stolen her money and are never coming back. I don't know how many times I have talked her off the ledge where I'm like, when's, when's the last time you heard from them? Mm-hmm. She'll be like, well, they were out here like last week, but... They haven't called in four days. And I'm like, they're coming. And I feel bad. I'm like, they'll be back. They're just not communicating. She's like, one time she was literally ready to just like cut her losses because she had paid half down. It was when uh, this was happened to be with a decking contractor. But she was ready to cut her losses because they hadn't been out in like over a week. She was ready to cut her losses and have somebody else come and finish it. I'm like, no, I'm like, stick it out. Call them. It'll be fine. It ended up being fine. But she had no issue with the work they were doing, but their lack of communication on that job was so bad that she would never work with them again. She wouldn't recommend them to everybody. And so once again, if you keep communication, even after the, you have signed paperwork as part of your process, you'll be better off. I talked a little bit about this too. We just had a, a fire station. I had to reach out for some epoxy floors and some of the people were terrible. Like, the, mm-hmm. the process and some people never even called me back like i'd call and like 
Well, that's yeah, no, like uh, like service industry you know, wide. You is. hear that all the time. I can't it get is. a contractor to call me back. It so. is. It is. But the funny thing is, I mean, this has been months now. We're still in the process. The fire department's going through the whole municipal thing. Side topic, but it, it's very slow. So I still have one person that's still reaching out to me, and this has been months now. Mm-hmm. And they actually resubmitted another proposal to me because we had to adjust the contract. Nobody else has reached out to me. So again, this person stayed consistent, stayed with that follow-up. Because they probably have this in a CRM. Yep. Because a CRM, you can just put in there, email them or call them in 30 days, whatever, yep. 15 days, whatever you want it to be. That way you don't have to remember to do it. Because yep. I don't know about you all, but I can't remember anything. Yep. And so if it's not <laughs> written down, I'll never remember to do it. But yep. if you put it in there in a CRM, like Scott said, oh, then you don't have to think about it. It'll just come up on your schedule. Boom. I got to do this today. Well, the, the stuff that I talked about is some of the stuff they actually do. They followed up with me and they actually, I'm assuming they had this in their CRM as like an automated follow-up sequence. Like they created these messages and was text and oh, emails. Oh, so they don't even have to think about it. They just so scheduled. So some of it was yeah. set up like, hey, you know, it's been two months from since we reached out to you. Just want to see if you've given up on this project. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's those types of things that you can automate, which saves you time as a salesperson and owner. Can but you do that? But it's more communication than the next guy's doing. Right, absolutely. So absolutely. <laughs> it's going to put you ahead of the pack. But now we're going to go with that person probably because they followed up. So it, it As far as you out, know, so. everybody, the rest of them could have fallen off the face of the yeah, earth. Who yeah. even knows if they're still in business? Yeah. So again, having this process, think it through and just work it step by step and just improve it along the way. There, there's going to be mistakes. You're going to mess up here and there. Yeah, but be fine as you go. You have to adjust it, but you have to start somewhere. Again, if you just, you're out in the field and you answer the phone call and, and do it one way with one person and you do it another way with another person, you, you're not being consistent. And you know it's very hard to figure out where you went wrong. So write it out. Again, look through the eyes of the customer and be consistent with it. So that's about all I have. You guys are interested in something like this. We're going to be teaching this again here in a few months because people really enjoyed having that sales process and never thought about it this way. We lay it all out and we give this you know, document with you for every step of the process and how to do this, you know, from the lead qualification all the way through to the sales done and follow up with the customer afterwards. So get inside our inner circle. This is the type of stuff we teach inside the inner circle. It's a great program about all this stuff. So yeah, well, it's all stuff that we already messed up. And so (laughs) we already messed it up. So we'll help you fix it. And it's just things that people don't think about, but that's okay. That's, that's what we're here for. We're here to think about the things that you all haven't thought about yet. So Yep. So go on check that out note, people. don't forget that we, we have already thought through the Google business profile that's on March 13th. Yep. So if you want a nice and free, easy tool that you can use to get yourself to rank higher on Google and start getting found in local searches, now is your chance to get that optimized on March 13th. Yep. We'll put the links in the show notes and go check it out. All right. Thanks guys. And hope you have a great day. That's a wrap on another exciting episode here of the Million Dollar Landscape Podcast. Now, thank you for joining us on this journey, and thank you for being a member of our community. Remember our motto, do it dirty means just get started and not be afraid of making mistakes. We honestly believe this is one of the keys to the success in this industry and in life. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment, head over to Apple, and leave us a review. Your support helps us reach more listeners and bring even more value to the show. Until next time, keep doing it dirty and grow your business to new heights.